Praise the Lord. So this week, I want to talk about prayer again. Um, I think, you know, the more I think about that, I don't know, I, I guess I think a lot about that woman who had that um, devotional, and in there she had that uh, prayer, asking the Lord to bless her to hate white people. I think about that a lot, and I think about how that's so sinful. I think about how I don't think she knows what she's doing. I don't think she, um, I don't know, we talked about this, and I don't want to keep beating a dead horse, but um, I, I realize that prayer is having a conversation with God. It's not always just pre-written prayers, and it's not just uh, you know, formal prayers where you're talking and, and you know how some people can get like thee and thou and, and, and it, it, you know, it's like having just a conversation with your best friend. It's ha and, you know, I can understand telling the Lord or having a conversation with the Lord about you know, I don't like this, or I don't care for this, or I don't like how people treat me. But to ask him to bless you 
to hate someone else, it just goes beyond. It just, I, I just, I can't even comprehend that. I, I just don't know what, what's in her mind. But I do, um, you know, I, I, I just want to say that you, you, she doesn't know what she's doing. Just like people who aren't saved, before you're saved, you have no idea. You're just, you just don't know what you're doing. Just like when, you know, Jesus was dying on the cross and he, he was praying, you know, forgive them for they know not what they do. You know, Jesus comes to save, not to destroy. Jesus comes to save you and to heal you and to deliver you. You can't just say, Lord, you know, kill those people because, or help me to hate them. Right, the disciples tried that. <laughs> the Lord rebuked them for that. He told them they didn't know what type of spirit they were of. He said he didn't come to uh, destroy like that. And so the disciples said, should we call fire down from heaven? <laughs> <laughs> and, and under the law, maybe that would have been acceptable because they said Elias did it, but the Lord was telling them, well, those days are past. Now we're going into grace. So the Lord told them, you know, because the Samaritans wouldn't uh, accept Jesus because Jesus was determined to go to Jerusalem. They wouldn't even give Jesus lodging. And they missed out on their blessing. They missed out on their reward because Jesus said he just went to a different village. He didn't stop in Samaria. But he told the disciples, they can't call fire down rain down from heaven and destroy them because they wouldn't give me lodging. He said, no. He said, you have to recognize, you know, what your purpose is, what your mission is, and it's one of love and deliverance and compassion. You know, and, and, and so I ran across this article, and it came from um, actually spiritdaily.com, which is a Catholic website, but it also came from CBN, uh, the Christian Broadcasting Network, and um, this article is talking about how you should pray like every moment matters, every minute matters. And um, it says that sometimes we can be fooled into thinking that our prayers depend on finding the right words or having more faith than other people. But those are lies of the enemy. Are you praying based on who God is and what he can do? Or are you limiting your prayer based on, on what you can see and what you can make happen on your own? And I think that's what that woman was doing. She's praying, she's limiting uh, the power of prayer, limiting God. She wants to, she doesn't want anything else but to hate white people. <laughs> and I'm thinking how stupid that is because you're missing out on something that Lord probably has that's so wonderful for you and you can't even imagine. Because you're asking the Lord to help you sin. And you're, you're trying to make it, you're trying to make certain things happen on your own, not God's will but your will, you know, so if you're trying to limit your prayers, if you're trying to limit them, um, don't, don't, you know, just go as the Lord leads you when you pray. If you don't 
pray or we ask the Holy Ghost to make intercession for you. Because sometimes you have to tell the Lord, I don't know how to pray as I ought. So I ask that the Lord bless the Holy Ghost to make intercession. Okay, but what if you're not saved? Well, then you go by faith, but you pray that the Lord save you. Uh, You go by faith, and when you go before the Lord, you go trusting in the Lord and believing so that he can lead you into salvation. You have your petitions before the Lord, and the Lord will honor your faith. But uh, sooner or later, unless a person is just content to be in their state, they'll want more. So when you when you pray, you know, because life gets busy, you get busy with other things, you know, and you know in the back of your mind, oh, I, I want to pray about this. You know, you make yourself a mental note in the back of your head, I want to pray about this or I want to talk to God about this. But you shouldn't wait. You shouldn't delay your petitions. You shouldn't wait to talk to the Lord. You shouldn't, and I'm not saying right then and there, drop to your knees and and go to the Lord and pray. But sometimes if you don't take a minute or two right then and there to just pray and ask God or talk to him about something, you could delay the outcome of something. You don't know. He's probably waiting for you to just pray so that he can move based on your faith, move on your behalf. You know, so he wants to talk to you right now. He just right now, right now, this minute, right now, today. Right. You know, he he's not going to say, "Well, I'll wait until later to listen to her or him." Right. Because you know? I I noticed that about the Lord, even while he was here in the in the flesh, no matter how tired he was, sometimes he would go to a secluded place to rest or to be alone or to pray. But if the people found him. No matter where he was, he ministered to them. Mm-hmm. So in Thessalonians 5.17, it says that we have to pray without ceasing. So what does that mean? Round the clock? Nobody can, I don't know, unless you're talking about Anna in the temple, pray round the clock. You know, you're dedicating your whole I, life I just think, to I prayer. I think people are thinking, then, to me, if they're thinking in that sense, they're thinking natural, not spiritual. You know, because spiritually, you, in your heart, you're an add to the prayer of, of seeking the Lord, of acknowledging the Lord within your heart, uh, recognizing that God is. And, and so, think back, think back when you were dating, or when you're just first in love, and you want to be with that person all the time. You want to tell that person everything all the time. You, let me just tell you what happened at work. Let me just tell you what's going on in my life. Do you know what happened while I was away from you? You know, you're, you're just eager to share. You're always involved. You're always talking to that person. And that's the way it should be with the Lord. You know, you should always tell him, you know, I'm always talking to him. I'm not on my knees all the time talking it's like during the course of the day when I'm getting ready when I'm whatever it is that you're doing getting dressed when you're cooking when you're cleaning when you're right no matter something to come up and you just make a comment or observation to the Lord you know and you just it's, it's, it's natural because you know that that the Lord is ever present you just you have a relationship with the Lord and there are a lot of people who don't believe that but you can have 
uh, actual friendship, uh, parent to child. I mean, all those types of relationships all at one time. You can go to the Lord and acknowledge who he is. You know, you humble yourself before him, before his presence. And once you do that, you mentioned before, what if a person isn't saved? If they are constantly going to the Lord and seeking the Lord, then the Lord eventually, when they're in the right state of mind, the Lord will seek to it that they hear the truth so that they can receive salvation. It's not like he'll just leave a person out there. You know, what happens a lot of times because a person feels like they're in the attitude of prayer, they automatically, without having received the Holy Spirit, think that they're saved. And if a person is truly in the attitude of prayer, when presented with the truth, they'll recognize the truth when they see it. And then they'll receive the Lord. When Jesus told them, follow me, you know, their heart was open and receptive to the truth. You know, so sometimes when, when you're talking to a person, if they're open and receptive to the truth, and you have to tell them, you have to follow after Christ. They, they, I've never seen where they hesitated, not one time have I seen where they hesitated when they saw someone, like when the people were going and baptizing according to John's baptism, and he asked them, have you seen, received the Holy Ghost? It's like, you just, and because they were in an attitude of prayer, they said, we, we didn't know there was any such thing as the Holy Ghost. They received them. They receive salvation. So when, when a person, if you are exercising your faith and you know God hears your prayers and you know you've asked God for something by faith and the Lord has done it, and then someone tells you you need to receive the Holy Ghost, then don't become defensive. Ask, well, what, what, what do you mean? What is the Holy Spirit? What, what, what are you talking about? I know God hears my prayers. And I would say, yes, that's all the more reason why I'm asking you. Have you received them? And then you re and then after that you have authority. After that, and you when the Lord looks upon you, you're His child. Not just all souls are His, but you take a, you become a, a child of God. Not just a soul that He has, mm -hmm. but His child. Yeah. So, in this article, it was saying it's saying that uh, prayer is not boring. And if it's boring, then you're not doing it right. Because God really cares about your heart right. or what's in your heart or if there's anger or sadness or questions or mm -hmm. even if you're whining about something. He mm -hmm. cares about that. You know, yes, I think about that. I think about that sometimes. You know, I wonder sometimes if the Lord gets irritated with me coming to him no. so many times with the same thing. <clears throat> no. But everything in your life, every moment of your day, every, every worry, every concern, every giggle, every victory matters to God, she says. And, I, and when I think about when she says every giggle, I think about just recently, I sit down and I look outside. I have this magnolia tree in the front of my house that's blooming, and I'm thinking, oh, how pretty that is. And then I start telling the Lord, I start talking to him and I'm telling him how, how he put some wonderful things in, in my life. You know, I can look out, he, he, he just put all these pretty trees and, you know, I, I look at a bunny, I came out of the garage one day <clears throat> into the backyard and there was this rabbit just looking at me <laughs> and I just looked, oh, how pretty. I said, hey, bunny. 
And I said, thank you, Lord, for that rabbit. I thought, you know, I love rabbits. You know, he, there are things that he puts in just to make us smile, just to make us happy, just to make us, you can hear a bird sing, and that makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. A breeze, a nice soft breeze, and oh, doesn't that feel good? You know, and I'm thinking about those are things that I just appreciate, and I tell him, you know, and just the, <laughs> I guess yesterday I was thinking in those terms, and I was thinking even a skunk, I mean, he has a sense of humor, you know, even a skunk, I mean, you don't want to get in its way, but it's amazing how it's, how animals are made, how the Lord made things, some are, <laughs> some are stinky, and some are so pretty, but mm-hmm. he made them all, and he made them for us, because he wanted to please us, and that's the least that we can do, is to want to please him, you know, <clears throat> so this woman is talking about how devastated she was when her son suffered a birth injury, and she said, I took my son to the altar at church every Sunday for seven days in a row, begging God to heal and to make a miracle out of this son. God chose to answer her prayers with slow improvements through the years, and her son still has some residual effects. She says she learned to seek and trust the Lord with every care, every worry, even anger, and found him plenty. So I'm thinking how God hears everything, and he watches everything that you do, and he makes a note of everything that... Right, and she found him plenty. I don't know, that's, that's what it says. Like the... Found the Lord enough. Oh, I okay. Think. I think be that's more what, than enough. Okay. Right. I think that's what she means. All right. And so that made me think of. I didn't know too much about salvation. Years and years and years ago. But I know that I heard people talk about it, and I know that I wanted to be saved, and I know that I wanted to have the Holy Spirit, and. So what I would do once a month, I think for a whole year I did this, once a month I would fast and I would tell the Lord that that's what I wanted. It wasn't like it was hours. I mean, it was like I think I chose at that time because I didn't know any better and that was good for me. I chose an 18-hour fast. Mm -hmm. And I set aside, I didn't have the TV on, I didn't have anything on, I didn't take any calls, I just dedicated those 18 hours just to the Lord. And I would do that once a month. And after the 12th month, I got saved. Okay. And the Lord heard my prayer, he mm-hmm. answered my prayer, and he, and he blessed me with the Holy Spirit. Right. And I'm thinking if you do that, if you dedicate some time set aside time, I don't care what it is, even if, I don't know, you just take that time and dedicate it to him. Whether you want to go for a walk and you say, Lord, I'm taking this time and I'm dedicating it to you and it's just you and me and I'm going to talk to you and I'm going to, this is, I'm, I'm going to pour out my heart to you and tell him what you want. And I think if you do that consistently, he takes note of that and he'll, answer you right and then and that 
whether you believe it or not, is prayer. Right. And then if you're lacking in anything, he will fill that void. He will let you know. He will lead you somewhere because uh, if you ask, the Lord said, if a person being evil know how to give good gifts to their children, he said, how much more so than the Lord? He'll give you the Holy Spirit. He'll give you the greatest gift of all. There's just no way that he will withhold that from you, knowing that in your heart you desire something greater, and you're talking and you're communicating with him. He will not leave you out there. He will lead you somewhere. He will uh, have you run into someone. There will be something that he will put in your path so that you can receive the Holy Spirit. The Lord said, that's the greatest. He said, the Lord will give you the greatest of and, all. And if that's what you're looking for, that's what you should do. If you're looking for something, if you're saved and you have other problems, then do the same thing. Right. Seek after seek, him. Seek Dedicate your, some time just for him. Right. And if, you're, and if you think... You would do that with another human being. Right. But if you're thinking that, well, there's nothing more that I need, but you're seeking the Lord... He's going to let you know. Oh, no, no, you just, you like this, like this one person that came to the Lord and said, you know, what must I do to be saved? The Lord said, well, okay, you know, you have to, you know, like you honor your mother and father, you know, you, you restore, you do this. And he said, I've done all these things. And the Lord looked at him and they said, had compassion on him. He said, well, then you just lack one thing. See, the Lord would never leave you ignorant. He said, you're, you're seeking me. He said, Sell all that you have <laughs> and distribute what you have to the poor and then come up take and follow me. And he said, and the guy went away grieved because he, he had a lot of possessions. But does it mean that he never got saved? But he didn't get saved that day, <laughs> you know, because he had to count up the cost. He had to, he had to realize. But I, I, I don't think in every situation it means that. Mm-hmm. That it's got to be what's in your heart, what mm-hmm. you're willing to do. Mm-hmm. What are you willing to give up? Mm-hmm. Are you willing to give up this for the Lord? Right. Are you willing to do that? Right. If it's in your heart, right. He'll know that. Right. That's why he said you lack. He didn't say this is one thing people lack. He says one thing you're lacking. Sell all that you have. You know, because the person that prepared the sepulcher, prepared the tomb for the Lord, he was rich. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> vaguely remembering something I read once about uh, Pat Robertson. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he did before he started his ministry, I think. And he came from a wealthy, well-to-do mm-hmm. family. And I think I was reading in, in a book some, somewhere that that's what he did. He, got, he sold everything, and he started out with nothing, mm-hmm. seeking after the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, now. You know, he's got this uh, broadcasting network. He's got, I mean, he's well known. You know, the Lord blessed him. Whether we agree with him or not, but he has a ministry and he helps other people and he brings, he uh, preaches the gospel. You know, you may not agree with him politically or whatever, but, but the Lord blessed him. Now, I don't have all that much to sell. <laughs> but it's what's in your heart. Right. What are you willing to do? Are you, what are you willing to give up for him? Right, because there are certain things, like the Lord was saying, people look back, you know. Like, like some people, when they're, when they're praying for the Holy Ghost, or somebody's praying that they receive the Holy Ghost, and they're so close, 
And then whatever it is that they're not willing to let go of sort of creeps in their mind and that connection is, is lost at that moment. You know, it's just like it's severed until they get back to that place where they're saying, Lord, I'm willing to let go of any and everything just to have you. And that, that's something to get to have to be able to get to that point. Right. You know, right. That, that, point that of, takes that point of faith. a lot. And, you know, that takes, uh, well, it takes a lot of praying. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of, Lord, change my heart. Right. Undertake for me. Bless me to, right. my will to be what your will is. Mm -hmm. Bless me to do what you want me to do. Not right. what I want to do, but what you want me to do. Right. And when you reach that level of faith, when, when nothing else matters, you know, then nothing can hold you back. So it, it's hard, but you know, it's, it's, it's an everyday, every moment conversation with the Lord. It's not like, you know, you're standing in line. And I know that a lot of at the grocery store, and some people get so impatient standing in line or sp stuck in traffic or, or yeah. being on hold or sitting in a waiting room. Or, you know, there are, there are so many things that make us impatient, but you have to use those minutes and, and tell the Lord, I'm not crazy about sitting in this waiting room all this time, you know, and I certainly would appreciate it if you would help. You know, mm -hmm. you talk to him just like you would talk to a human, just a human being, mm -hmm. you know, and, and if you choose to, to <laughs> hurry this line up and, and get rid of all this traffic, I'll, I thank you. But if you don't, I thank you anyway. Right. I thank you either way because I have my life, my health, my strength, the activity of my limbs. I have my sound mind. I have an ability to be here. Right. You know, where a lot of people don't have it. But we're going to have to uh, continue next week with uh, some other thoughts that I have about prayer. Praise the Lord and let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Today's verse of the day comes from Revelation 14 and 13. And it reads, And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Unto me, write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, said the Spirit, That they may rest from their labors, And their works do follow. That sounds good to me. Now, ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord. Last week's Food for Thought was, what happens when you think about the Lord and when you talk to one another about the Lord? And the answer is, the Lord hears you, and you are put in a book of remembrance. And that answer can be found in Malachi chapter 3, verse 16, which reads, then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. This week's Food for Thought is, what is the first of all commandments? Hint, the Bible and that's food for thought. 